I believe that it's August 12th. Did I get that right? <laughs> you got me, man. I don't know. Uh, let's say it's August 12th. Uh, welcome to August and, 12th. And the podcast is the complete guide. No, the hero's path. That's where it. Every week we talk more about Breath of the Wild. And last week, I started out by talking about Tokyo Disney Sea. That's right. And it's volcano because it had a really good volcano. I remember this. It has now. a really yeah yeah. That was so long ago in the past. <laughs> and I am I'm not a theme park expert by any means, but I am very enthusiastic about theme parks. And every once in a while, I start thinking about them, and I can't stop. And when I brought up Tokyo Disney Sea. I kind of had in my mind this idea that we should design Nintendo's Zelda theme park. Okay. You know that they have a Mario one, right? So, yeah. I was aware that there was a Mario theme park, and I hadn't really gone much on a deeper dive until today when Ryan was telling me about it, and I looked at a bunch of YouTubes about it. So now I'm an expert, basically. Yeah, yeah. We're both experts. That's right. I actually kind of genuinely feel like I can talk on this as somebody who has been in Nintendo's area of influence for most of my life and also been in the greater Disneyland Resort area influence for most of my life. Yeah, you have some some actual bona fides associated with Disney. I, I have invested enough time in the theme park space to feel somewhat qualified to talk about the subject. And someone related to you is uh, staff there, right? Uh, at least one person. Yeah. Or has been staff. We're going to be as vague as possible so nobody can hunt members of your family down. That's right. Got to keep that vague. Got to shout for the assassins. They'll get you. So I, I feel like you actually know how this stuff moves and behaves. Whereas I just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the number of... <laughs> actual theme park locations i have been to is uh extremely small and i have no place to talk about any of this but i love it so why not talk about it a lot yeah on recording uh after becoming an expert on um super nintendo world oh we should give uh, some amount of background so people don't have to google this if they're not nerds like us where is super nintendo world super nintendo world currently is an area in universal studios japan they're working on like matching theme park areas in other parks specifically the florida one i assume they're going to bring it to the hollywood location but the hollywood location is its own like mess mm so that might be something that happens way later. Like, I think they're still barely getting their Harry Potter stuff in order over here. Gosh. Whereas, like, in Florida, there's, like, two giant Harry Potter sections. Right, right. That have a train between them, because that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, But it's... The only currently open one is the one in Japan, and there's a lot of good YouTube videos of it, I'll tell you that. Yes. I remember the YouTube video where Mr. Miyamoto... Uh, said that he didn't know Bowser could write in kanji. <laughs> that sounds about right. Miyamoto 
as like a creative person is very interesting because he's like so far removed from anything actually like he, it's he just walks in to me he that walk- you describe him as a creative person because I don't know what he is actually yeah I think he's designed I, or created in I the think last he's creative fellow years. was his job title as of a few years ago they just they just Nintendo just credits him as a creative fellow which kind of just gives the impression that he wanders boardroom to boardroom and just kind of makes demands mm-hmm. but in re- in reality he's probably just an executive like anybody else but yeah yeah it's fun to think of him as this mythical person anyway. Nintendo Super Land. Nintendo World. Nintendo Land. What does this theme park have to offer? For one thing, you can walk around in a Mario game. Yeah, it's a very cool location. They kind of like made a submerged pit where all the walls are Mario levels stuff, and it's mm-hmm. cool looking. It leans very heavily on, I think, uh, Super Mario 3D Land. It's, I mean... My my opinion there is that the Nintendo has, in recent decade or so, very much enforced a style guide when it comes to Mario stuff. Yeah. And that style guide adheres to the 3D Land. That was kind of the start, maybe not the start of it, but that was definitely where it really cemented. Mm-hmm. And this adheres to that to a very sharp degree. Right. Um, but like... There's no trace of Mario Odyssey here. No, I don't think so. No. Um, there isn't really much of 3D World, except that it's kind of indistinguishable from 3D Land in certain ways. There's a 3D World song that plays in one of the, I was going to say levels, but in one of the ride cues. <laughs> because that's where we're at here. But there, there is uh, some amount of, uh, like, it, it, to me, it, it feels like Super Mario 3D Land World. Yes. Which, to me, feels like a missed opportunity. Like, all the, the large amount, if looking at the exteriors, all these, like, blocks that are just, like, abstract Mario blocks, cubes, walls that are just diamond abstract Zach, help me out here. You know what so, I'm talking yeah, about? So, yeah. No, it's... I have to look at it from the perspective of, you know, we're deep... Brian, you and me are deep in it. We are people that play a lot of video games. We have played... And we've been playing Mario games since early times when... I don't like what you're insinuating. When there were... You know, there was no style guide being enforced. Yeah, yeah. And when you are a theme park... You know, you're trying to appeal to as broad of an audience as possible, so you want to oh, hit. Sure. You want to hit the touchstones, and so they hit the touchstones very well. Of course, it is extremely now, just a Mario level in the most platonic sense. And now we are seeing an important difference in our approaches that is going to go through all three hours of this podcast. Oh God, <laughs> which is that Zach is smart and has like a realistic understanding of how theme parks work that's right whereas i am an artist and i want things to be this nebulous perfect thing that appeals only to me see but the thing is is even if the presentation Mm -hmm. in super nintendo world mario version is to us like generic 
yeah, I yeah. think the nitty gritty of what the experience is is closer to what you, Ryan, are looking for in that it's a very unique experience. And I that's think that's true. cool. There's a lot there's a lot to like about yeah. this place. They uh, doubled down on some very cool stuff in a way that I think me as an adult person don't mm-hmm. I don't find it as interesting if I were to go there, but I think as a child I would love this thing. Okay. What do you have in mind when you say that? Uh, so we should talk about there's the power bracelets or whatever. Right. Uh, upon entrance, you are given this bracelet that actually, like, records stuff that you do within the land. Yeah. And that's, as a kid, that would be mind-blowing. As an adult, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. I'm jaded and old. But as Whereas a kid, I, as a supposed adult, find this <laughs> mind-blowing and awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I don't, having not been there personally, because I am not allowed to travel to Japan right now, uh, I don't know how good it feels to do some of the tasks, but there's, like, tasks in the land. That, yeah. Aside from just the rides. Right. You, like, hit blocks and get coins, and then the coins are recorded to, like, an app for this. But there's, like, specifically, like, five different, like... There are key tokens, yeah. Puzzle areas or activities. You have to do, like, you have to beat levels to progress. Yeah. Which, like, you could do a version of this park that doesn't do that. But, like, as a, if you're making a park of a, a video game and you don't have some form of, like, you don't recreate some of the interactivity or progression of a game i think that that's sad gamifying your game themed area is smart and also i feel like mario specifically is not something that has benefited from it is not a property that has entered other mediums very often there's no mario Mm. movie as of yet that's not starring uh john leguizamo uh you know there's not like a mario cartoon on nickelodeon there's not you know mario's out there as an institution but it's not they're drawing from the games and so Mm -hmm. applying game logic to your area is cool and unique yes and you so like you collect those you do like mini games and puzzles and stuff and mazes i want to talk about real quick Okay, talk about mazes. There's a maze that seems super cool. And as a kid, uh, in addition to spending time in the mouse park, I spent a lot of time at Knott's Berry Farm, which is a local Mm. uh, institution. And it had, like, mazes. And as a kid, those mazes were the coolest thing. Like it, mazes are rad. Mazes are so cool, and like not even like I say maze with like big air quotes on it because there's not like actual like branching paths or anything. But it's just actually a walk- what what part of the park are you talking about right now? There's like a I don't know. Let me scroll down. The underground level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. And like that kind of a thing is an attraction that as a kid I would have loved. So I think that's a grand slam for them making these like non-ride attractions that were super appealing for kids and enhanced by being a game kind of thing yes the the thing is 
um, the uh, the Mario Wiki article on Super Nintendo World says that the attractions are uh, the Mario Kart ride, the Yoshi ride, and the Power Up Band key challenges. Right. And so they reduce all of these key challenges to, like, tiny bullet points in this article. But in fact, like, going into this, like, level 1-2 area... Yes. And uh, being shrunken down and facing off with a babam is as much of a an attraction as the <laughs> it's probably more of an attraction than the Yoshi ride, but And it's something uh, you don't have to queue for. Right. Or a queue as hard for. Yeah. So that's um, a big bonus. So like the, the As a parent, the, you know, <laughs> parents taking their kids are like, Oh, we don't have to queue for this? Great. Uh the the structure is um, not what you, it's not the, uh, a traditional park structure because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. It's good. Uh, but uh, that, yes, that maze is rad. What else is rad? I, I mean, we can talk about the rides real quick. There's a Mario Kart ride that is disorienting to watch on YouTube. Yeah. I, I, it, it <laughs> there's a lot to be said about watching rides on YouTube. I feel like the Mario Kart ride, you can tell from youtube that you're not getting the full experience whereas some rides you watch them on youtube and you think oh this is a bad ride like the yoshi ride uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on on uh on this mario kart or what what is the actual name mario kart koopa's challenge and the the japanese name is all about uh, apparently is important to specify that it's a written challenge. Yes. Which is interesting because Bowser apparently knows kanji. I mean, he would. He's a smart guy. Yeah. He's it's probably- rad. You f- you go through a Mario Kart level and there's like projection screen in front of your cart or something, right? No, it's like an AR goggle thing. And Oh, it's yeah, it's goggles. Okay. It's it's I don't I guess I haven't been on any of these AR goggle rides except like one, and I was very unimpressed. So I don't. Uh, I think it's a fad, and I don't think it's good. But okay, uh, there's, um, there's that. There's a dark ride, which is you're riding around on Yoshi, and I like that one because it plays Yoshi's Island music. Um, I don't it's think it's very slow. It's very slow, <laughs> extremely slow. But uh, you know, it it satisfies. I feel like. There are a bunch of boxes you have to check off for a uh, theme park land, and it uh, has Yoshi's... an animatronic Poochie, so I was sold. Okay, <laughs> I I saw an animatronic Poochie and said, "I forgive everything else that's happening here. This is fine." <laughs> but okay, so we're, we're we're getting bogged down. This is we're we're yeah. painting a picture of the current Mario Land that exists in Japan, the, right. the Super Nintendo World as it exists. Um. It's all Mario. It's all Mario it's all the all time. It's all Mario. It's so strange, isn't it, to say, here's Super Nintendo World, and it's Mario and I think Peach that there was probably, you know, they probably pitched it at a much bigger scope, and a things in theme parks take a long time to happen. Yes, yes. And so they want to start as simple as possible, and starting with, you know, the flagship franchise makes perfect sense. Well, and... I don't know how much space at Universal Japan there is for 
any Nintendo content? Yeah, uh, I, I'm not familiar with it specifically. I did read some... I feel internet- like when they add Metroid Land, they're going to have oh, to Lord. kill off something else. Don't... No, we cannot... We could do an entire... Please don't get me started. I don't think Metroid. Metroid Land is a good idea. I have not even begun to think about it, so we need to move on before I start thinking about it, because that'll derail okay. the entire podcast. So, Zach, I had this idea that so- we design Metroid Land. <sighs> no, no, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to... No, I meant Zelda. Zelda, okay, Zelda okay. Land. Uh, they are going to do Donkey Kong before any of this, though, right? Like, that's clearly what's next. Oh, no, I, I'm not sure about I that. I think it is absolutely because then they don't have to change any of the theming. They can keep all the Mario stuff and just nestle some Donkey Kong next to it, and it's all copacetic. You are smart. See what I tell you, people? And also a this mine guy cart, is smart. Also, a minecart ride would be good. Just oh, yeah. I I would ride that. It rides no itself. Yeah. It uh, rides itself. But it is. It does make sense that Nintendo would want to move into the Zelda space because the Zelda space does really well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguably, you'd say they would go Pokemon first, but I don't even want to think about Pokemon because I think there's like entire Pokemon parks already. Pokemon's a weird thing. I don't. It's I don't not know. That weird. Everybody wants to control monsters, Zach. No, I understand that, but as like desire. a but because it's like its own. There's a whole Pokemon company that exists separate from Nintendo, and so they've got weird licensing deals in place, and I'm pretty sure, like, Pokemon rides exist already out there somewhere. I'm glad we're not getting bogged down in anything. I don't know enough about it to get bogged down. But they would want to do Zelda, right? Like, Zelda's a huge property, especially in the West. We love it out here. We love our Zelda. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would want to do that. So, Ryan, what's your pitch? Because I don't I wanted, have no, a, okay. I don't have a concrete idea of what a Zelda land would look like at this point. I tried to pull up like Zelda.com to see what Nintendo itself is pitching as the Zelda like core concept, and I was lost because Zelda.com is a mess right now. Oh. Um I was really hoping you would have a depressing realistic idea that we could explore first. Okay. And then I would tell you my cool good idea and it would be like we would come out of the shadows into the light okay well let me come up with a pitch real quick okay i think that it would be hard to they would want to continue using like the power-up bands yeah they would have to introduce like here are your zelda themed power-up bands which is a weird concept because who are your zelda characters link well zelda Link and Zelda. Tingle. Groose. Well, okay, that's the thing. Because Zelda, we've talked, I I went at length about how Mario has this very, like, standardized style guide. Yes. Zelda doesn't have that. Right. Between games, they go all sorts of different styles. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they kind of have to pick one style to go with, or at least something approximating one style. Well. What do they do? Do we just default to Ocarina of Time? Well, yes, that was my answer, is that it's Ocarina of Time. I I guess that kind of has to be it. Um, here's the thing. Ocarina of Time, you don't actually want it to look like Ocarina of Time because everything is six polygons. But in your mo- memory, Ocarina of Time just looks like the real world. Right? It's a completely realistic game. Yes. With 
stone and grass and yeah, bricks. I can see this, yes. Uh, and so you you your style is quote unquote Ocarina of Time, and it's really just like realistic. It's not uh, Mario plastic uh, cubes. Yes. And you take the structure, the world of Ocarina of Time, because it is uh, arguably perfect, definitely the one that resonates with the most people. And it's the archetype of what comes after it. A lot of the other games just kind of exactly use that as a baseline, even if they're differentiating from it some ways. So you have a central Hyrule Castle Town area. Okay. And you have attractions of the main things that exist in every timeline. You have Death Mountain. You have the woods. And I was thinking that you could get away with just Death Mountain and the woods, but you also have to have the Zora domain. I okay. My realistic the reason that okay. What realistically what? I don't think we would see Death Mountain or Zora, but I think that you're right about it being Hyrule Castle and town and mm-hmm. the forest. I think the forest is the big play there. Right, right. There has to be something where you walk into the Deku Tree's mouth. Yes, that's key. You could do a Deku like Kokiri forest walkthrough thing very easily. That would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Here's the thing. Oh my gosh, the Swiss Family Robinson. Yes. It's not that anymore. Oh, it's it's Tarzan. Koroks. It's Tarzan Treehouse now, but I don't care. Whatever. No, it's Swiss Family Robinson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to listen back to this recording and hear how I pronounced Rab- Robinson. Um, <laughs> the reason I think that in my version, okay. you have to have these all these domains branching off from Hyrule Castle Town is that like um, the collecting parts of a key in uh, Mario Land to face off against Bowser Jr., here your goal is to collect the spiritual oh, stones yeah. or a th- you know spiritual app tokens yes. and have a uh, an event thing in the Temple of Time. Yeah, you would have to put that. Yeah. At, yeah, you get the three things, you get to go see the Master Sword. Yeah, you get to see the Master Sword. That's they, right. They, they've well, got a Master Sword pedestal set up, and you can't see it unless you do all the other stuff first. Yeah, yeah. And you get to I, I, you get to do something. You get to fight Bowser Jr. It's in, just Bowser uh, Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's Phantom Ganon, but it's the cool Wind Waker Phantom Ganon because it's the oh. least scary version. Oh my gosh, Phantom Ganon, yeah. You could do that in an app, because then it's just playing tennis. <laughs> Shoot, you're right. That's perfect. So, with with that in mind, that you have to have these sub-areas, I thought that in the mountain area, in the forest area, in the Zora area, let's have, let's say that we have billions and billions of dollars to work with, and have... right. A ride in each of these locations and okay. also a an event thing you do to get the spiritual stone or analog. Okay. I think that a Goron ride, like the just the words sound really good. Yes. I'm not exactly sure what that entails, but it's something that goes fast. Uh 
my head just goes minecart again, and I know that's the incorrect answer, but mm. that's the answer that I'm providing. Maybe you could just do a Goron racetrack, but that's a very weird poll. I don't. They're not going to acknowledge Majora's Mask in this at all, except Tingle will be there. Uh, Tingle will the be the Pikmin is, of this park. <laughs> but like, what does? You're right that like they can't rely on the audience's knowledge of Majora's Mask. Correct. But if you just have a Goron racetrack in there. You're not saying, like, remember from Majora's Mask? You're just saying, here are some rock guys who like to roll around real fast, and it's a race. I think that my pessimistic view of this is that it would be some other kind of Goron exhibit. It's You know what it is? It's the Goron dance minigame from the Oracles. It's really bad. You are horrible. (laughs) No, you're too smart for this podcast. (laughs) We're having fun. We are having fun. I don't know that I would want a... I'm having trouble in general thinking of rides I would want to see come out of a Zelda area. Okay. Although I think that if they were going to put a genuine roller coaster into a Nintendo themed area, it would have to come from Zelda. Why is that? That doesn't make any sense. Because they're not going to do an F zero ride. They're not going to do a star Fox ride. It's going to be Zelda. It's going to be, I feel like there's a certain balance that but is But Donkey achieved. Kong minecarts are almost there already. Yeah, I know. But if they wanted to put like a genuine roller coaster in, it, it would end up happening when they put a Zelda land in. It, there's so your ride. There's your ride. What? It's a Volvagia themed roller coaster. Okay. Where you're coming out of a volcano. Tying yeah, it back yeah. into the beginning of this. We did a good volcano going. Well, I feel like... Since I have billions and billions of dollars to work That's right. With, we do. Um, we, we have a vista somewhere of Hyrule Castle, and behind it is Death Mountain. Yes. Okay. And we have all the space we could ever want to work with. Right. Because we're mowing down the- We're evicting people. We're being just the worst people in the world. Yeah. But we're- Well, who a... cares about Dr. Seuss? Yeah. <laughs> God. You joke, but that won't be there forever. So yeah, yeah, definitely uh, a I, I, uh, roller coaster with Gorons and Volvagia, and yeah, yeah. If we look at then the forest area, what are the attractions there? I mean the the walk through Forest Village. Walk through Forest Village. That's just that's a gimme. That would be fun. I would love that as a yeah. kid. Uh huh. Do you make the Dicker Tree talk? Do you have a guy with a camera doing that deal? If, that'd be that'd be fun. Why are you now, on my route? Now I'm the now I'm the realistic guy. How do I walk th- in through his mouth, but also let him talk? Okay, I guess you're right. If you're going inside, it doesn't work that way. I don't know as far as a ride. You could do a Deku scrub themed like spin in circles kind of ride. Oh yeah, yeah. Some variant See? of that ride. I was I. Oh, I forgot to tell you something. Oh okay, what's up? Oh, they'd be Korok themed, not Deku scrubs, because Koroks have supplanted that. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It would be no Kokiri. It would be all Koroks. Exactly. It's Ocarina of Time, except that we have a bunch of stuff that we can use to improve Ocarina of Time. Right. They don't want to put a bunch of animatronic people. They want to put a bunch of animatronic leaf guys. Yes. And they make little shaky sounds when they move around. And they go, yeah, haha. Oh, my God. You could find Koroks all over there. Well, okay. That is arguably better than what i already had planned what which is 
your wonder band or whatever okay can register gold skulltulas oh they would never go for that because people don't like spiders that's well i'm thinking that, that you just have like little spider insignia hidden like you know hidden mickeys on door jams and stuff you're not actually seeing spiders you're seeing a gold icon of a spider and you bring your wrist up to it and your wrist vibrates yeah i think that in a more realistic sense it would be koroks but also if we have a billion dollars you could just do two levels of secret item oh yeah i already had a couple other levels of secret item oh. playing. <laughs> Because you need to collect oh heart containers for your battle with Phantom Ganon. And you need to collect rupees because... Rupees are just is, points. They're, yeah, they're, you just have to find rupees. Rupees are just points. The heart containers for Phantom Ganon fight, it would be like, yeah, sub-goals to do that fight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zora Land. Zora Land. Uh, now, I, I was thinking <laughs> about a ride for Zora Land. And... You tell me, has a water ride ever gone inside something's mouth? I'm thinking very hard. Okay. At Disneyland, there's the boat ride that takes you into Monstro's mouth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, like, Monstro is totally static. Correct. Right? Um, That would not look very good as Jabu Jabu. No. But you could do, like, a log flume or a rapids log flume into jabu jabu's mouth right and then you're in jabu jabu's belly for a while that really trips my trigger and they could do some really fancy thing where like instead of like exiting jabu jabu through uh unsanitary means you're like blown out of a blowhole (laughs) or something oh well you know i was actually thinking about you just have his open mouth on one side Uh and then you have, like, you see his teeth and you're leaving through his mouth on the other side, even though it's a separate location. That's smart. The ride. That's smart. Yeah. I like that. Uh, that's great, because then you, you're only in the belly for a while. I was worried about doing, like, a slow, like, pirate's ride through something's intestines. And, like... I mean, how does I think that... that's cool, but as a child, I might not think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, as long as, like, little Princess Ruto is there... Uh, yeah to yell at you repeatedly or something right that could work that could work you could do something like that what else uh let me look at my notes i do have notes for i this. think that you have notes i think one thing that i saw pitched somewhere when i was researching around that would make perfect sense is some kind of stage show oh yeah because then you could do a medieval times like sword fighting deal Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And watch some people circle around each other. It, then it becomes full circle because the whole thing, the whole lore around Ocarina of Time is that they figured out Z-targeting by going to a theme park and seeing performers, like, circle each other doing a sword fighting performance. Oh, interesting. And now it can, becomes full circle because then it just becomes that. As That's rad. Some guy dressed as Link fighting some guy dressed as Astalfos. Well, that was another thing. Um, it, it's in my notes that your photo ops with Link and Zelda are with humans in costume. Yeah, it has to be. Instead of people in mask costumes, which Did is you see? really appealing to me to have Zelda as like a lady who is not like a big foam head. Yeah, I was looking at the, the big foam heads for some of the other people and the toad one is hilarious. 
I have not seen this. Let's see. You gotta you gotta look at a YouTube video of the toad and just see as it's some incredibly short person just having a great time. <laughs> okay. Getting in getting into character. Oh my gosh! I I am I'm only seeing still images, but the shape is amazing. <laughs> the they don't have much motion they can do, so it's just this dance, and it's amazing. Okay, I'm watching the dance. I would love to go and just meet with Toad. I don't care about Mario. I don't care about Peach. I want to meet Toad. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> it's extremely good. <laughs> what else? Oh, you know what you okay? Your Triforce band. Your Triforce band, you use it to collect pieces of heart. You use it to collect Skulltula tokens. And you use it to talk to the Minish. Oh, they would not do the Minish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... But I have billions of right dollars. There. I'm stopping you right there. Even with billions of dollars, Mr. John Universal is going to look at you and say, no, we're not doing Minish Cap, sorry. I'm cutting your mic. So <laughs> in Super Nintendo World, they have... <laughs> Mario is not the only property represented because there are Pikmin hidden all around the park for right. some reason. Right. <laughs> and I think that I guess this kind of steps on the discovering Koroks thing, but seeing like a tiny guy hiding behind a trash can and bringing up your uh Triforce band to activate him and then getting like a message on your phone that says, "Hey, uh, don't tell anyone I'm here." I have two comments for this. What? One that will only happen if we end up getting Minish in Breath of the Wild 2, which I would love to okay. see. I honestly, sure. that would be great. I think that's a great idea for Breath of the Wild 2. If they do that, then Minish become big. Then that's a good thing. The other thing is, Ryan, you realize you were introducing the idea of real-life kinstones. I, and, now, and now you are I, my sworn no. enemy. <laughs> the thing is... When I was compiling these notes, I was very careful not to use the word kinstone anywhere. Too late. Because I knew it would set you off. It set me uh, off. Too late, Ryan. But you love the Minish. I love Minish. They're great. Kinstones, terrible. I gotta... Oh, there are milkshakes at <gasps> Lawn Lawn Ranch. No, can it be the milk bar? Oh, what? <sighs> can they play the milk bar okay. song? The thing is, because they can't acknowledge that Majora's Mask exists, <laughs> so it has to be the Lawn Lawn Milk Bar playing the music from the Majora's Mask Milk Bar. Okay, I'm okay with that. As long as there's the music, because that music is good. Yeah. Oh, is this a spot I can say that I would trade all of this away in an instant for, instead of a theme park, I would want a Cirque du Soleil show that is an adaptation of Majora's Mask? You can want that if you want. Because I think that, not that writes itself. It. That writes itself. It'd be amazing. You yeah. have a ringmaster in the mask band. You have a clown and tingle. It's all there. You could just do that. It's Call way, me Cirque way. You don't have to trade any of this. Call for me that Cirque du Soleil. Your idea is incredibly reasonable. Mine idea <laughs> is just me staring at this dealing, imagining minutes. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, but uh, so where are we at? We got the three little sub areas. We've got Castle Town with shops and merch. We've got Hyrule Castle. Do you Castle. have any ideas for merch? Are there any good merch? I looked at the merch for the current Super Nintendo World stuff, and it's all pretty much the stuff you'd expect for a theme park. A lot of charms and baby clothes. There, uh, there because it's Japan. There's a ton of very specific like snacks. Yeah, and I'm not. 
I, you don't collect snacks. That's not a thing. Uh, but uh, I did. Are... I did like there was a puzzle that was the glass, the stained glass uh, of Peach from Mario sixty four. That was very oh, that's, good. That sounds fun. And if I that ever makes that. its way stateside, I will probably get that puzzle because it's really good. Um, the uh, stuffed animals that I saw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are pretty good. Plushes They're, like are good. they have chain chomps that I, I like. And a lot of costume stuff. Like, they were selling those Mario hats that were a Club Nintendo exclusive for a long time. Oh, I didn't see those. When I and they have, like, this. Luigi variants, and they've got all sorts of other hats and stuff. So, like, it's a good merch. It's good merch. I assume so, they also have Wario and Waluigi variants. Absolutely not. Oh. Oh, huh. do you think they'll do a Wario thing at some point? Is... Uh, a Wario... Like, OG yellow Wario? I don't think... Anyone has any time for it anymore. He doesn't read. He is just a like grumpy game developer now. Yeah, they could easily just do like a takeover event where they just like, oh yeah, fake spray paint over stuff, and they get a Wario, a guy in a Wario suit coming around and going. Eh, but eh, would eh, that eh. be Wario doing that, or would it be Nabbit? Nabbit doesn't talk. I don't think he doesn't have to. And you don't want to meet with Nabbit. You want to meet with Wario. You want to take pictures well, of Wario. I guess. I mean, I'm not supposed to be the realistic one here, but... Wario is cooler than Nabbit. I'm, oh, I'm planting no my argument. flag. Yeah. Here is my question about but what, what else Zelda we merch. need to design in Zelda. Oh, Zelda no, merch. Yeah, we're talking about merch. Um, Kuko dolls. Yeah. Rupees. Fake swords. Fake swords, definitely. Um, you get your fake Master Etsy, Sword. You get there's your a fake... lot of people making, like, casting rupees out of epoxy or whatever yeah you could and sell some extremely cheap... i want to have those i want to have rupees in my hand yeah you could sell some extremely cheap rupee stuff for a lot of money and people would eat it up yeah cuckoo stuff would be good i think fake like foam swords would do extremely well legoland legoland when i went as a kid had a ton of fake foam sword stuff that was very good hookshot oh yeah boomerangs no you probably don't want to do boomerangs because you don't want something that pe- kids are going to throw really I think that introduces a problem. <laughs> well, I feel like, <laughs> I, I mean, don't places already sell things that people are going to throw? Yeah, but a boomerang is like specifically you have this to throw. At least a sword has like the idea of you don't want to lose this thing. <laughs> you give you a kid a boomerang point. and then that stage show happens and Ganon or like a Stalfos is on stage and then all of a sudden you have 30 kids throwing boomerangs onto the stage. Oh, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then you have 30 parents saying, hey, I just spent 20 bucks on that. Give it back. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else good? Uh, I don't know. When it comes to merch, the stuff I'm interested in is not stuff that's usually at store at, at the yeah, park stores. Yeah, but we're designing the park that we're interested in, Zach. Money, money pouches? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You just work your way through the Ocarina of Time items list and go nuts. Oh. You rip off Etsy as hard as possible. Freaking masks. Oh, that'd be good. I want a Keaton mask. That'd be cool. Yeah. I want a mask for truth. Bunny hoods. You could sell so many bunny hoods. Oh, yeah. Wow. Still okay, don't acknowledge... Do not acknowledge Majora's Mask in any way. No, no. Absolutely uh, this not. This Zora mask is the Zora mask you remember from Ocarina uh-huh. of Time. All these masks from Ocarina of Time that you remember. Yeah. <laughs> this mask that sheds tears. What a uh-huh. good idea. Yeah. From Ocarina of Time. It's all from Ocarina of Time, remember. 
Majora's Mask does not exist. Here, Here is one last... How long is this episode? We're, like, good. Here is, a, a, I think, an actual interesting design problem. Okay. In each of your sub-worlds, you need to collect the spiritual stone or the thing sure. that you need to bring back to the Temple of Time. So what is the fun challenge that you have to complete in each of these zones? I mean, the the level of stuff reading the Mario ones is it's like you just have to press buttons in sequence or stuff like that. Okay. So you could do a Sokoban for one of them effortlessly. You're just looking at a wall and you're Sokobonning it up. Okay. Uh, the sky's the limit, Zach. What are some other like hallmark Zelda puzzles? I was, uh, I guess I'm changing the subject, but I thought, uh, how can we have breakable pots in a <laughs> theme park context? Oh, Lord, you can't. It has to be like AR. It has to be AR or it has to be like. Oh, why is there has to be some kind of archery thing? Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's there, there's some kind of archery course. Archery course in the forest. And that's how you earn the yeah. green pendant. Yeah. And then you could set up like a bunch. It could be like like an actual like shooting gallery deal. Yeah, yeah. It, instead of like fake guns, it's fake bows and fake slingshots. Awesome. And that would be adorable. I feel like there is a way to imagine one crossbow. A, a pop. <laughs> <laughs> a pot that breaks into pieces that are connected with, you know, fishing line. Such that when you pull on the line, the pot reconstitutes, reconstitutes That's itself. That's too complicated. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but I think that's, yeah, I think that's the gist of it. I think that realistically you would get about a quarter of what we just talked about. Who cares what would happen realistically? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And also this is going to have, this would happen like five years from them deciding to do it. Yeah. And someday you will die, Zach. It's true. You will be a corpse in the ground, and someday the the sun will get really big and red or something. I forget the science. And Santa Claus isn't real. Dang. And nobody listens to your podcast, Zach. I think it, upwards of like 10 people listen to my podcast. Do you think it's really 10 people? Um, to review... I did an episode with Zach, where we were going to d- uh, design um, Zelda Land, and it was just fine. He said that he would poke holes in my ideas, and he did poke holes in my ideas. And afterward, I said, I'm going to find someone else to uh, do a podcast with who will actually support me, uh, who will be able to understand how good my ideas are. And that's why I got you. Say hello. Hi, um, my name is Harrison, and I'm here to be Brian's hype man. I'm like a, I'm like a yes man. Instead of poking holes in your ideas, I'm mending. I'm adding, I'm adding band aids and those patches they give you for inner tubes to keep them afloat. Now, do you know how to darn socks? I don't, but I'll learn. I'll learn just for this podcast. Okay, okay, this is going to be good. Um, do you want to, uh, explain like who you are? Yeah, I should. Um, my name, my name is Harrison Gerard. Um, I'm an artist. I work at Fulbright 
uh, which did Gone Home. And so you made Gone Home? Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> I wasn't there for that. I'm here for a new project called Open Roads, and I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. Cool. I'm an interactive fiction aficionado. Well, no one who listens to this podcast never cares about someone. interactive fiction. Yeah, that's true. They care about um, whatever this podcast is about. I don't think I've ever listened to it. Okay. You know, I listened to when you were doing, what, a link? The other one. I listened yeah, yeah. to that one. Well, thank you. You're That's so some of our best work. I got like halfway through that game. I got to the bird dungeon and then... Oh, you got way more than I found halfway. It fr- I found it fresh- too frustrating to continue. But... Well, yes. Uh, were you playing on the, the old Game Boy? No, I was playing on the Switch. Oh, okay. The the easy version for babies, and you couldn't you couldn't, couldn't manage the bird. No. Yeah, I I was replaying that one recently, and the bird was very complicated. Uh, there's a lot of falling down holes mm-hmm. that just couldn't handle. Yes, it can be frustrating. <laughs> what other what other Zelda games are you familiar with? Uh, Ocarina. Of okay, course, sure. that was my first one. And then Twilight Princess mm-hmm. and Link from Twilight Princess. That was my first crush. Oh, what? Because he looked really good in that one. He had like an emo vibe. <laughs> Is that what sets you off? Yeah. Well, I'm. All, yeah, I think every everyone is into that. Did you have that like wayfish a, look? Uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skellington backpack in school. No, never. Oh, okay. I would never dip that far. But um, hmm. I'm trying to triangulate your entire my type. personality. Well, this podcast is about Breath of the Wild, which you have played. I've played it totally. Okay, it. and specifically, this episode is not about Breath of the Wild. It's about Zelda Land. And in fact, we didn't get to this on the original version of this episode, but I decided that. The uh, the title of the, the theme park that we're designing is Super Nintendo World colon Link's Legends of Hyrule. That sounds right, right? Totally. I love it. Okay. Um, now, you had time to prepare for this. Yeah. So tell me, Harrison, what is your idea? What do you think that a Zelda theme park would be like? I think it's got to be nature oriented i think to me what i like about zelda is um i like the dungeons all have their own theme this Mm -hmm. is like like i love anything that's like variations on a theme and i love that like they each have their own little you know none of them are the same except in breath of the wild but anyway (laughs) uh you know i want that's what I want in the land. I want like a desert area. I want a forest area, water area. Like it should feel parceled out. Right, right, right. Now, if if this were realistic at all, we wouldn't have the money to do or the space to do. No, see, I'm places. no way. We're we're on like Disney Tokyo Sea level budget. This okay. Is like, this is like Japanese businessmen are, are funneling you unlimited cash. All right. Make. Okay. That yes, yeah. that is the, the design process. Thank you. Totally. That's You're so, so nice welcome. to hear from someone else. <laughs> um, what else? What else do, do you want to see in Zelda land in Link's Legends of Hyrule? Well, a crucial part 
Uh, for me, for any theme park is the restaurants. Mm. So you've got to figure out what your restaurants are, where they're going. Um, you might ask before <laughs> you might ask before the <laughs> rides or attractions. Yes, I'm on. I'm on that Michael Eisner California Adventure level. Like, do the restaurants first, and the rest will follow. Wow. Yeah, and it it's worked out well. <laughs> In, yeah, in the past. your theme park pedigree uh <laughs> precedes you totally totally what are you thinking for rides well um i decided now maybe mm-hmm. i probably should have told you about this ahead of time but um i am big into the kind of augmented reality component of the current super nintendo land where you have a wristband and you like punch a question mark block, you get a coin and it registers in your wristband and it shows up in the app on your phone. I and love it. You go and you do tasks to collect keys. And then if you get all the keys, you get to go to a special thing and you fight Bowser Jr. Oh my God. And I feel like um, if all we're doing is satisfying my every fantasy then there needs to be a strong gamification component at Zelda land. Totally. I love it. Like a quest base. Yes. Kind of vibe. Yeah. Who is more questing than Link? That's very true. You know, a a quest is crucial. The rupees, it it, it writes Mm -hmm. itself. Honestly. We talked about uh, collecting gold Skultula tokens. If there's like, uh, uh, like a hidden Mickey, but it's a skull and it's hidden in the trash can or something. And you bring your wrist up to that and you get it. Open. <laughs> yeah. Encourage, encourage the guests to put their hands in the trash can. Oh, sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, I feel like you could do something with the compass and the map. Oh, I didn't even think key. of that. Hide those around. Maybe that's a mini quest. Maybe you have to buy the master sword. Mm. Um, I know in the new, and the new Marvel ride, you can like buy like DLC to did you know this? No, I haven't heard anything about this. What are in you the talking new about? in the new Marvel ride at California Adventure, you are like shooting webs, I think, because it's Spider-Man. Okay. But you can buy like at the gift shop, like RFID bracelets that let you shoot like uh Tony Stark lightning bolts or Black Widow Whoa. guns, and you get more points because they're like more effective. It's that's, like literally a micro, a macro transaction. That's because really it's like gross, 50 <laughs> but it's cool. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, I know now. Now that we're seeing from the other side of the curtain, like if you're a consumer, that feels bad. Yeah, but if you're an imagineer that's like a big bonus well here's the thing is that we're not only imagineers but we have infinite money truly and so there's no need for any profit motive at our park we can give people the tony stark armbands for free and just let that be a feature of the ride that you get to choose the web slinger or the armband or what does black widow even shoot I think she just has guns. She's probably maybe it's not Black Widow. Maybe it's Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I think she just has guns. You just get a gun to bring on a ride. 
yeah, a, a, a replica pistol to bring into Disney. Cool. Uh, you know, they can unlock these by doing the quests. I yes. think that's the true answer. Mm-hmm. And it can be, you know, built into the RFID. Yeah, because we know. the technology is infinite as well. Totally. Um, well, you, I think you, you have wait. to have a roller coaster. Okay. You know, you and, know what? Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You messed up because you said we had to figure out the restaurants first, and then we laughed about that, and we didn't figure out the restaurants. You want to go back to restaurants? If you think that's so important, I think we need to do this in your Eisner order. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think history has shown that to to be the only right answer. Uh, I think the obvious one is like uh, Hyrule Castle, like Zelda Bake Shop mm, kind of thing. Sure. You know, some like French pastries that seems up her alley. Okay. Um, you could do like a Gerudo Desert, like kebabi kind of skewers. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I think the the obvious thing would be like Azora seafood, but I I would never eat seafood at a theme park. That oh no, like that really yeah. bad idea. Hmm. No, it would like have, have to be like a. A McRib situation where some other more palatable <laughs> food stuff is shaped like a fish. Shaped like, <laughs> I love that. Just some like chicken. Yeah. Um, totally. Okay. Okay. So now we have the restaurants and now everything else follows. You say that there needs to be a roller coaster. Yeah. You've got to have like your big ticket attraction, which I think it could be like, uh, maybe it's like a steeplechase kind of thing where you're riding Epona. Okay. You can name your own horse yeah. because you have your RFID chip. Yeah. And and that fuels right in. It could be the like a web slinger type ride where you're shooting arrows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at, you know, bad guys and targets. I'm, I like this. And you have your VR screens around. Of course, so it's all screens. All the areas kind of writes itself. Yes. I think that would be my big ticket one. And then I think for a secondary one, I would just do like a mine coaster because I, mm-hmm. I like like a mine train coaster. And I would just call it like, you know, Death Mountain Coaster. Is that what it was called? Death Mountain? Doom Mountain? It's called Death Mountain most of the time. Death, yeah, Death Mountain Mine. And you have the Gorons. Yes. We're always my favorite. We we discussed this, how you would do something with Gorons and they would be rolling really fast and you would be, and I think. Oh, I love car. that. They can be rolling alongside the train. And I think the Goron is going to be the easiest animatronic because they're kind of lizardy. Hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot, they're very stationary. Yes. Like, Especially the, the one who is just rolling in a ball. Yes. Yeah, and he hits you and he yells at you. And oh, no. Time. Yeah. Doesn't he hit, knock you over and he's like, get out of my way or something? Uh, that happens, yeah. You have a strong memory for these moments of pain and humiliation. Y- you know what, Ryan? As someone who actually works in the game industry, oh, like you, okay. just, you, you have kind of like a, you just get a second sense for like how games operate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for mine to kick in. <laughs> any day, any day now, it's coming around that corner. But this is interesting that you are—you have two different ideas for roller coasters. You have no ideas for dark rides, which is all that I want. I just want—I think my roller coasters are dark. Are, they're dark ride adjacent. I okay. want like a dark ridey roller coaster. Okay, well, I want something slow, 
and spooky. I'm telling that's the Zora one. You do boat ride. You do Zora. Okay. Boat ride in the dark. And it can even be like it starts in a Zora cavern, but it's like Link's adventures. Okay. And it could be anything, but. We talked about this. To have like a flume ride that goes mm-hmm. into Jabu Jabu's mouth. I love it. I'm doing I'm doing like hands on my head, mind blown. I can confirm because we have video that you can yeah, see. Yeah, I'm I'm obsessed. I love that. I love And then the best part of Pirates of the Caribbean is when you go down that hill in the beginning and it's dark and everybody yells. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And and that can be, you know, Jabu Jabu beaten. And then you're inside an animal for most of the ride. Yeah, with his fleshy pulsating yeah. innards. And the little annoying girl yes yes she is there yelling at you the whole time (laughs) she can be in your boat oh man you know what what was i watching (laughs) it was um it's like a winnie the pooh ride at tokyo disney i think and it's a trackless deal where you're spinning around and seeing all the other vehicles and in one part you turn around and there is another ride vehicle, but it has a bunch of like heffalumps and woozles in it. Like, I don't know I if they're that. animatronic, but they're like figures. Uh, it, it, like you're riding the ride with the characters. And I feel like it's such an obvious idea, but you, <laughs> I guess it's not economical to put like to take up space because that <laughs> reduces your minute. Yeah. Yeah, only in our world of of um, mm-hmm. rich businessmen funneling you cash can that. For us, that's that's doable. Yes. They're like, oh, you only want one cart of heffalumps because we're ready. <laughs> kind of spared no expense type deal mm-hmm. is what we're after. Is that all the ideas? What other things do these parks even have? You got restaurants. You got like the rides. Oh, you know, you know what's crucial nowadays is um, experience-based stuff. Like, if you go to Star Wars Land, you know, you can build your own lightsaber. You can sure. okay. uh, build your own droid. You need, like, an experience-based merchandising opportunity. Well, when you... Here's the structure that we talked about in the podcast that people heard 15 minutes ago. You... Go to, you recreate the structure of the first half of Ocarina of Time, where you go to the Death Mountain area and you do some activity, you like solve a maze or something, and you get the red orb pendant, whatever. And you do the same thing in the forest area and you get the green orb and you get the blue orb at the Zora area. You take all those to the Temple of Time and this, you, you unlock some thing where you get to go in there and meet Zelda or see the master sword. But I think this is the, where we put in this experience thing where you are doing something. (laughs) Is everybody getting a master sword to take home? Yeah. I feel like that could be, I could definitely see like our, so getting the stones, is this like an escape room style yeah, yeah. experience? Sure. You you know, you pay up front to do the rooms and then you get Master Sword to take home. Okay. I think that makes sense. Totally. Right. I feel like it's different from Galaxy's Edge, though, in that 
it's understood that there are lots of lightsabers, but if I have a master sword, I see another kid come out of the same building with his own master sword. I'm like, hold on, there's that's breaking the immersion for you. Yes, I would really like it to be something that doesn't interfere with my understanding of the lore quite so much. If there's a way to fix that. I feel like maybe you could do you could do like an ocarina or something. It's a little lame. Or you could do, you know, he always has like his little thing in each game. Maybe you want a Wind Waker instead of the ocarina. Maybe you I, want okay. a, a Majora's Mask. You wow. could do something to that if extent. A, if everyone is going in there and picking which accessory they want <laughs> yeah. to build and take home, then that's a lot more. Yeah, I can see that. Because uh, there are... As everyone knows, even the smallest child understands that there are a bunch of different links. Totally. And so we attending this park are each a link in ourselves. You know what? That's a good, that, that is a great explanation for why everyone has a master's sword. Okay. Okay. Just reuse that. I think that's great that uh, you inspired me that we need to have a store that is like a mask shop. That's yes, like upscale, yes. like they're really nice masks. They Absolutely. all cost like $120. But Perfect, really yes. I don't mind uh, making things really expensive in the mask shop because I feel like the incredibly audacious price you pay is part of the experience. Uh, uh, totally. Yes. Yeah. It's like when you get like the replica lightsaber and it's like $200 or whatever, yes. however much. It's probably more than that. Gotta have like an upscale thing. And the other thing that a lot of theme parks have now is like, not only do they have like a character meet and greet, Mm -hmm. but there's like the little performances. Like the characters are like acting out scenes, like a Renaissance fair. Mm -hmm. And so you got to figure out, you know, who's going to be walking around. Uh, Is it going to be a Zora? Is it going to be a... Can you put a person in a Goron suit? Does that work? Totally. Okay. So do that. All right. Easy. Easily we can do that. All right. You've got to have Zelda out there. The real question is like, what's going to be the look of Zelda and Link? Because, you know, they have kind of, they have a look, but it changes each game. Well, there's different aesthetics. So how are you going to solve that problem? We we discussed this a little bit and we figured that like the look should be the way you think Ocarina of Time looked, you know, in your head, not having mm-hmm. seen it in 10 years, uh, where everything, you remember everything as being photorealistic. Um, and like, there's a lot of leather and jewels. Yeah, kind of kind of a Ren Faire vibe. Exactly, exactly. I, I think that that is not only what you remember uh, in your mind's eye, but it is the most doable Totally. I like it. And I think um, they can change looks up because it's going to sell dresses. Mm. It's going to sell little Zelda dresses. And there's got to be one that matches each game. Okay. Yes, that's true. Same thing with Link outfits. And you've got to answer the question of Toon Link. You know, he's a polarizing figure. Are you going to have like a Toon Link walking around i feel like you know in smash brothers there's this idea that toon link is like a separate guy who can like hang out with regular link (laughs) yes i like that a lot and i feel like toon link as a like a mascot character shows up and does scenes with 
regular Link, who is like a guy in a costume but not with a mask on. I love I love that. That'd be great. Well, would your Link talk at all? I feel like he can't talk. <sighs> no, the the Link performers cannot talk, but they can grunt. Yeah, and they like scream. Like, ah! Yeah, exactly. Um, and the the Zelda performers though, they do get to talk, and um, they get to sign my notebook. I love. You think Link wouldn't sign your? Notebook? Oh, of course he would. But I'm more interested in Zelda's signature, I guess. <laughs> I I don't think of Link as someone with like any penmanship skill. No, I can't imagine him like holding a pen. Doesn't really seem like his forte. I don't think he can. I guess he can canonically read. Um. Well, you know or maybe what? Maybe you're reading for it's, him. It, it could be that way where he's looking at the sign and the game tells you what the sign says, but he's not really comprehending it. Yeah. It can he kind. Of, I know, like, you know, in Wind Waker, if you do, like, a new game plus, he can read Hyrulean. So, well, like, wait, is that that's not what happens. It's not what happens? Well, the text of people speaking Hyrulean is translated for the player. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, there you go. That's another way of looking at it. Yes, it is another way of looking at it. <laughs> I suddenly feel naked without Zach's... Lore <laughs> powers to defend me. We don't need that. We're we're in the business of making money at uh, at Hyrule Land. You know that's that's the end goal here. Okay. I love Toon Link walking around um, as a mascot. Yeah, that's. Have good. you seen? They have like a boss baby mascot at Universal. Have you seen that? I have not seen that, but I don't feel like I want to. It it's. Honestly, it looks incredible. It's like his big giant head is like half of him. And it's played by, I guess, really short people. Sure. And he looks fabulous. I'm, I'm Googling it. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing this Gosh. and I'm seeing a still now where the, the eyes are stuck in this squint. And I'm wondering if it's squinting permanently. I think it is. Oh, I don't, I don't like that much at all. And he kind of like is walking around in a fun way. I don't. I now I'm I I googled Boss Baby mascot, which was a huge mistake because they're all really scary. Uh, okay, I'm seeing it now. Here is the Boss Baby strutting back and forth, and always smirking. Always. Oh, I hate that expression. I hate this Boss Baby. <laughs> no, bad. Why did you bring this into my life? It's not even like quite a smirk. It's almost like it's like a bedroom eyes with like frowny eyebrows, but one eyebrow is slightly more lifted. Yes. And and he's doing like a sideways like pursed lips. It's You're doing it really well on camera. <laughs> I I have a notable resemblance to the boss baby. Is that so? Everyone tells me that. Anyway, all this is to say that Toon Link same kind of vibe, big, big head of that course. covers half the performer, uh -huh. little tiny body. Would you have Tingle? He's oh, another polarizing. Uh, Zach took Japanese Tingle fans as are, Yeah, um, I love. I always loved Tingle, and I was I was shocked to to hear that people did not like him. It's homophobic. That's what it. That's what it boils oh. down to. What do you think about that? Uh, I will defer to your expertise. I guess. Don't you think Tingle is queer coded? Listener, don't you think? They're nodding, they do. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> this isn't he's really big in Japan. Did you know that? I just learned this from like a Twitter thread. Oh, well, I, I can believe it because as far as I can understand, Japan's idea of homosexuality is um, a, a wide variety of stuff that I thought was just goofy Japanese stuff. It's a whole, it's a whole new world. Yeah. So we'll have Tingle and he will give you maps. I love that. Because you need a map of a... Of a map a to park. the restaurant. <laughs> totally. And I don't give out a map. He will say Kulu Limpa. Uh, I'm thinking about the monsters. Do you have any monsters in Hyrule Land? Uh, monsters walking around. Yeah, like the. Hmm. I guess they should probably just like exist in the rides. Yeah, because trying to think of who my favorites are. Monster wise, I like Lizzlefos. I like the Ocarina of Time Lizzlefos as like just a lizard guy with like spiked uh wristwatches what do you call it? spiked bracelets um uh, <laughs> those are really cool who else i like I the like? octopus oh my god you've oh. got to have you got to have a river yeah the hyrule river or whatever it's called zora river and uh, with the octopus in it he's an animatronic he comes up yeah and he squirts water at people okay yes there you go so easy there's a lot of scary monsters. You know, I forgot that there is so much, like, subterranean, like, undead stuff in Zelda. And I yeah, wonder if we need I to love have those. Redeads and Gibdos and Stalfos in a dark ride that goes through a crypt. I would love... I, I was going to say the same thing, like a scary dark ride. Yeah. Like Link's dungeon experience. It could be the light dungeon, which is the best theme, I think, for a dungeon. When you get the mirror shield of course. in any game, that's my favorite. Yeah. And um, got the redeads and um, the skulls that fly around. And Oh, fun. yeah. Those are fun to be see in a ride, definitely. And I feel like you could Imagineer that easily. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a solo project. Totally. And I'll let you design Toon Link's costume. <laughs> I'll do that right away. Okay. I'm going to do that regardless of whether the park gets uh, funded. I'll, I'll jump right on that. Uh, well, there you go, Zach. We figured it out. Um, this is what you can do with infinite funding. And so uh, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you, Harrison, for uh You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we don't have guests on this podcast, so you're not supposed to be here. So goodbye. For now. Goodbye for now, because I'm going to invite you on one of my other podcasts. Oh. Totally, Ryan. Anytime. I'd be happy to. Any one of your podcasts, I'm always here. Okay. I don't do anything. Okay. Okay. And yeah. This is when you say, where can people find you, Harrison? No, oh, yeah, any, that's what I was... You can find me everywhere at, at H underscore S underscore Gerard. We don't have guests on this podcast, so we don't have a place you where don't you don't have a hype segment? No. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, start doing that this episode. There you go. Ugh.